Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. This time I want to talk about prices, retail prices, wholesale prices, and the reaction to a lot of these as the rates continue to climb. And let's talk about the recession that seems to be so popular in the media. A lot of numbers, mostly very predictable. ISM numbers, both manufacturing and non-manufacturing, came in about 53. You know, everything above 50 is still expansion. They're not seeing contraction in U.S. manufacturing, which is still doing pretty well. Not a lot of new layoffs. Unemployment is still 3.6, so on and so forth. Oil has come down. Rates have come down. The bond market has adjusted to a lot of things that's going on, and I think it's a pretty safe bet we're going to get a three-quarters of a point increase here at the end of July. Kind of in the bag. I'll start with spot food prices. It has come down globally for the same reason it went up globally. There was a lot of mystery. Is there going to be starvation because of Ukraine, so on and so forth? A lot of mysteries. Price goes up. Well, the price went up, stayed up for a little while. And as these mysteries get resolved, okay, the price is going to come down. Supply chain's working it out. The Romanians are railroading wheat from the Ukraine, so on and so forth. Fortunately, India had a good wheat crop. It's down. Now, logistics everywhere. Inventories are on their way up, getting cheaper. Transport, getting cheaper. Railroad business is down. They're going through some labor strife. They're going to move a lot of freight trains from a crew of two to a crew of one. Long Beach Port and all the ports on the West Coast, they're in the process of renegotiating all of the longshoremen. There's a lot of conversation about automating how they unload these shipping containers. If you want to see a real good example, see what Singapore has built over the years. It is a marvel of technology. Not real popular with labor, but it has worked very well. Trucking is going through a little crisis. California passed some strange employment laws, so if you're an independent trucker in California, you have to rethink things. But the supply chain side, the transportation side, is, is clearing up. It has nothing to do with inflation or slight lacking in demand. It's just getting straighter. Real estate prices coming down. They have to adjust all over the country, Denver, Texas, all those places that have been real hot markets. They have had to cool for a variety of reasons, not the least of which a lot of people have been walking away from a bunch of deals because if you remember the mathematics we went through last time, a lot of these payments have gotten 60, 65% higher and they have to walk away from them. The numbers up here suggest, well, there's about 65,000 deals that got abandoned just in the last month. So the people in the real estate business who, you know, been at it for a while, and there's a bunch of them, not only on the lending side, but on the securitizing side, buying the mortgages, and on the sales side, the realtors, they've worked a little bit and come up to some agreements and shave some margin out of their process. And mortgages were down half a percent just last week. I'm not surprised. It's interesting to see some familiar patterns what's going on right now. And the mortgage market has simply cooled. They know they got to bring rates down. 
or that market is going to, well, be in a state of collapse for a couple of months and they don't want that. Stock markets, well, they are working at recovering. A lot of the mystery is out of what's going on with the economy. I think it's fairly clear that inflation is going to cool. We've already talked about transport and warehouse and a number of places in real estate prices. Those numbers aren't going to show in CPI for another couple of months, but it's happening. Oil is cool a little bit. So the stock market is getting a little more confident about going back to where it was. Earnings are still pretty good. They have not been reduced. Earnings per share and where we're thinking they're going this quarter are still pretty high. The fundamental components of the S&P 500 have not had an earnings or a profit issue. Even with all the chit chat about inflation and higher labor costs, so on and so forth, their labor costs have been offset by higher prices at the shelves and people have been continuing to buy. The other side of the coin is this. This is the dollar and the dollar has been getting stronger for a while now. Not as strong as it's been because of where the rates are going, but it is very hard on the rest of the world when the dollar gets this strong. As long as the U.S. is going to continue to raise rates, the dollar is going to continue to get stronger because anybody with money around the world will say, gee, I can go get basically 2.5% guaranteed in a two-year treasury right now. When they go up three quarters of a percent, that number is going to be better. People will be buying the dollar. It will get stronger and the rest of the currencies are just going to have to suffer. Right now, the euro is approaching what they call parity, meaning a euro is worth the same as a dollar. And that doesn't work real well for them, especially in a very export-oriented economy like Germany. In fact, Germany had their first trade surplus in about 30 years. It was bad. They couldn't get the Porsches and everybody out of the country for a variety of reasons. But in order for the euro to get stronger, the union is going to have to raise rates. They have to raise rates to fight inflation. They have to raise rates for a lot of reasons, and it's going to hurt them even harder. It's not going to hurt the U.S. It's going to hurt all of Europe pretty hard for a while. Clearly, their recession is going to be worse and probably longer than ours. And the fact that the dollar has enough latitude and it's still the number one currency by far globally makes this current trend a little painful for everybody else. Not us. It's just the rest of the world. The bond market is a great place to look to see if people are worried about things, they're stressed out about things, and most of the bond market, certainly the quality bond market, the A's, the double A's, and the treasuries are perfectly content with what's going on. If you look at the little red line here, those are the junk bonds. And I, as you know, I always use that word humorously. They're not junk at all. They're just slightly less quality than some other places. But Spreads have widened, meaning the prices of those junk bonds have come down. But if you run out of mysterious costs of inflation or you run out of, gee, you're going to have a customer in a couple of months or can you get your stuff or can you get warehouse, on and on and on, then people go, okay, these junk bonds, they're not going to fall flat. So maybe go back in they'll tighten, meaning the price will come back up on these bonds and that market will recover. And I think that's exactly where we are. 
The other side of the coin is new issuance has been way down. A lot of these companies that sell junk bonds, and they sell a lot of them, like a trillion dollars a year, haven't sold much at all. They're not going to pay higher rates. They have no reason to pay higher rates. Most of them have lots of money. It's just that the bond market has been, you could go out and basically get free money anytime you want. Why pay 4% when you know the rest? There's actually been more money in the junk market and the bond market roll off than there has been new issuance. It's not that they need it, they're just not going to play. Corporate America is clearly building a lot of new factory space. Arizona's got a lot of projects, Michigan, everybody's got a lot of projects. Semiconductors, batteries, all kinds of things. Spending a lot of money on that. And the onshoring that's been going on is continuing at a pace. It's not a very fast pace. But literally every day that goes by, there's another piece of business that would ordinarily have gone to China that's not going to China. It's being bought someplace else until these factories come online. And that's not going to be very long. A lot of them within the next year. And then that globalization process, that dependence on China, that deficit overseas, all the rest of that stuff is going to shrivel. And it's never going to be a core of future inflation or probably the issue it has been in a while. And that's good. It's simply a matter of waiting for them to get online and then get profitable. Gasoline is a big thing. Big numbers at the pump, a lot of issues, so on and so forth. Biggest one being that whole supply chain has been kind of starved the last couple of years. They've been given gasoline away. Demand has been down. Oil has been cheap. Well, now it's not. So they're getting paid for a little while. Wholesale gasoline last week was three fifty-five. dollars uh, You're not going to see that at the pump for at least a month, maybe a little longer. They're going to get paid for a while. That just happens. It also doesn't have near the impact that it used to. The percentage of spending that gasoline has, even at these real high prices, which is reflected in that chart, it's not having a big impact on demand with the summer driving, so on and so forth. The prices are going to stay up until this winds down September. This is a chart of the G10. Everybody in the G10 is raising rates. They have to raise rates. Europe, Australia, England, Japan, certainly the United States. We have to break this inflation. We have to break the cost of COVID and a few other things. It's not going to go on forever. It's certainly not going to go on as long as some of these other times when rates, increasing rates went on for years. Inflation is cooling. It's going to be cool significantly. So the Fed says, well, well, we'll pause for a while and then we'll notice how long it takes or what it takes for inflation to get down to about two. Let's call it six today. It needs to get down to two. Once it's there, then the Fed will start cycling the other way. When that is, well, it probably won't be this year, but increasing rates will stop this year, sometime in the fourth quarter, and the cooling will start. So there are no mysteries left in this economy, in my opinion. I think all the stuff that was waiting to be resolved, food, can I get stuff from China? All the rest of that stuff is rapidly unwinding. 
Now all we have to do is wait and see what the stock market's going to do. The bond market is not going to react to the rates because it's pretty much priced in already. No drama there. Okay, well, I appreciate you joining me. There'll be more later. Obviously, if you have questions, send them along to info at SHJ Wealth Advisors. I'll be glad to deal with it. And I'll see you next time.